It is now time for another edition of Morgan on the Move here on Sports Talk. He's brought to you by Brent Skinner. Brent has not only become the leader in Columbia for the very best in men's clothing, but clients nationally have come to know Brent, and he has you covered if you want to look your very best. Brent and his staff provide you with professional and individual attention to create a wardrobe that distinctly identifies you. From custom suits and shirts to the very best in shoes and accessories. It's all under one roof. If you can't make it to the Columbia store in the Vista, Brent will be happy to come to you. Set up an appointment today at bpskinnerclothiers.com. And Mike will be back in Columbia on Saturday for the Gamecocks finale against Georgia. He can go by Brent Skinner Clothiers and get a refresh on everything that makes Mike look like Mike. Mike, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? We're just doing fantastic. Enjoyed watching you the other night. Let's see. I know you did South Carolina, Mississippi State, correct? That's right. Yep. Thought I saw you there. And then did I see you somewhere yep. else? Were you somewhere else? Well, I, I well, I, I've been a few places, but I mean, the other one that you might have paid attention to was South Carolina, Alabama, which was, uh, uh, I think we talked about that the last time I was on. We yeah. did. And then... Uh, I had Florida Vanderbilt, uh, I think, the following Saturday. And, of course, Vanderbilt, after beating Kentucky last night, Jerry Stackhouse's team has won seven of eight. Uh, they're as hot as anybody in the league right now, and I think one of the better stories nationally. Yeah. The tournament next week is just going to be a big mishmash. I mean, you really, with Tennessee losing their, their star guard, uh, with Kentucky looking vulnerable, with um, Arkansas – uh, you know, able to play great defense, but maybe not as as great as they normally are. Uh, Texas A and M, you know, looks kind of uh, imposing. Mississippi State can beat anybody. Uh, of course, there's Alabama. Which would you say they're head and shoulders above the field, or will they have trouble with some people? Well, I think you mentioned a couple of teams that can beat anybody. I still think Alabama is not only head and shoulders above the field in terms of talent. I think they're the most talented team in the country. Um, doesn't mean they're going to win it. We see the number one teams lose conference tournaments uh, all the time. It's it's not exactly a, a novel concept, and there are capable teams that you mentioned in this league that can do it. You know, Tennessee just lost Ziegler for the year, though. I, I already had my doubts about them offensively, and now you take away their, their starting point guard, I think that's that's kind of crippling to be honest with you. I just I don't think uh, I don't think a final four is a, a realistic goal for a team that many people had as a number 1 seed uh, a few weeks ago, but I I still I still like A&M. I know they're kind of flying under the radar. Um I I still think Arkansas can be dangerous when they play together. Um uh, and I and even a team like Vanderbilt, I mean I wouldn't want to play Jerry Stackhouse's squad right now. I really wouldn't. So I, I think there's a few teams in there that are dangerous. But you, you, the thing about the format is, again, it's just such an advantage when you're able to sit out those first couple of games. When you've got the double bye, like the top four seeds do, I don't think anyone is going to win this thing that doesn't have uh, at least one bye, if not two. So the the, the double bye teams, to me, really have such a distinct advantage. Yeah. Let's talk about the Gamecocks. You've seen them a lot lately. You mentioned Alabama. They played them into overtime in losing. Uh, Mississippi State, they were right there until they 
went into a turnover fest uh, down the stretch. Uh, they've got Georgia at home tomorrow. They have not played well at home against anybody, and they haven't won a game at home this entire calendar year. So this is their last chance. But my question is, you've seen a lot of Lamont Paris. You've seen a lot of the Gamecocks. You probably have an excellent feel on Lamont Paris as a coach, and now he's kind of held this team together as best he could and what he's trying to build for the future. With or without G.G. Jackson next year, what do you see as far as how he's coaching and kind of the culture he's trying to instill there at South Carolina? I was talking about this the other day, and this will sound kind of crazy on the on the outset, but uh, let me let me try to make it sound a little more palatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, look, in a perfect world, if this were 10 years ago, Gigi Jackson – would come back for another year. He'd only be 19 years of age. He clearly has room to improve. Um, and the NBA, unless you were like a Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett type, which he's not, you you wouldn't draft a guy like that in the first round. That's not the case anymore. So I don't blame Gigi Jackson for leaving, and he's going to leave. He's not transferring, and he's not coming back. He's going to be in the draft, and he's going to be selected, and he's going to make a lot of money. I don't know how much of an impact he'll be his first year or two in the league, but I do know that every piece of logic says he gone. Okay, so now (laughs) (laughs) he is he is a a a fantastically uh, gifted athlete that would be a whole lot of fun to watch next year. Selfishly, I'd love to see it, but I don't think it's happening. All right, so how do you go from that? to losing one of the most highly touted recruits in the history of the program to being better next next year. They're going to get players in the portal. They're going to uh, implement a couple of freshmen as well, and they're going to return some key players like Amici Johnson, like a Jacoby Wright. Uh, and I will, I will put my money where my mouth is on this. They will be a better team next year. They will win more games next year. They will be more competitive next year. Mark it down. I said it on your show here on March what third, twenty twenty three. It will happen next season. Actually, well, it's Mont March second. Coach, it's actually March second. It it's the second. Well, heck, I, I'm uh, I'm predicting the future. I'm going to actually make that prediction tomorrow, right. March third. This is just a this is just a dress rehearsal, right? Right. This right. Is, we're, this, we're not we're not live on the air, this right? This is, is this just is the trial. Talking. This is the trial balloon. Yeah, yeah, the trial balloon. Yeah. So tomorrow, when I'm on your show. I am going to predict that they will they will win more games. No, I mean, look, Lamont Paris, to, to answer the other part of your question, there's no question he can coach, and, and I see it firsthand, and I, and I see the foundation that he's building. Uh, they are – this was a no-win situation this year for anybody who had this job, anybody. But I, I certainly see the direction that he's going, what he's trying to implement. I think he will implement it, and I think when he has some players – they'll be able to do more damage. So, you know, it's funny. I was just talking about Jerry Stackhouse. I mean, there are people that wanted Jerry Stackhouse fired uh, the first couple of years. This is year four for Jerry, so it didn't happen overnight. Um, Matt McMahon of LSU is probably going to have the worst season of anybody in the SEC. Matt McMahon can coach. I'm here to tell you. He can flat-out coach. But it's year one, and the the way it's set up right now, when you take over one of these programs – you don't have enough time to hit the portal. Those guys have already been taken. So you're just kind of you're just kind of stuck with what's left over, 
Uh, and unless you're somebody like, for example, Chris Jans at Mississippi State, their top four players all stayed. That is almost unheard of. That just doesn't happen. But it, but it happened there. Uh, and quite frankly, the four players that they had were better than most of what Frank had last year. I mean, there, there was no Tolu Smith on Frank's roster. There was Jermaine Cousnard. Uh, so it, it's, it's a different situation. It was going to be a difficult job for whoever stepped in. But I think Lamont will actually do a great job in time. All right, got about 30 seconds. Give me your long shot for the SEC tournament next week. Oh, A&M. Okay. I still think A&M is a problem. Uh, and they have a bunch of veterans, and Buzz Williams is a very good tournament coach. Remember last year they made it to the championship game. I'll go with A&M. Sounds like a good pick. Mike, thank you very much. Have a great weekend uh, here in Columbia. I'll be up at uh, Clemson, South Carolina baseball on Saturday. Ah. I know that you'll be envious of that. And, sure. uh, and uh, Good luck with that. But we wish you well on your, your stay in Columbia and refreshing your Thank wardrobe you. while you're here in town. And uh, I don't know, maybe Always. run by um, Jimmy's Mart on Two Notch Road and pick up a couple of hot dogs while you're here. <laughs> I do like hot dogs. I'm not familiar with Jimmy's work, but it sounds like a plan. Oh, excellent, excellent hot dogs. And they're pretty hot in selling uh, lottery tickets, too. They, they sell a lot of big winners. Oh, good. Well, good. That sounds like a very uh, wholesome place for the whole family. All right. You have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Mike Morgan on the move here on Sports Talk. We're on the move. Mark Kingston coming up after the break.